I have a bone to pick with ZZ Tops because um, I feel like in some way, first of all, every time um, I say, hey, you know, you can call me ZZ. Oh, there's like, oh, is it ZZ Top? I'm like, first of all, no, I'm a ZZ Bottom. Kevin. What up, Alex? What's up, dude? How are you? I'm good. Happy birthday. Thank you. It was yesterday. How old are you? 27. Wow, you're growing up. The kids are, are growing. Yep. 27. Um, we have a very special guest, so I don't want to talk too much, but one thing that is probably worth saying quickly is um, the birthday was so fun that you are sans phone. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I lost my phone skiing. What about I'm just not going to buy a new one until Friday. Was this before your birthday? So does anyone trying to wish you a happy birthday? Oh, yeah. I mean... You don't know. Hard to say who who called me, who texted me. Like, I got some on my, like, you know, on my laptop. and <laughs> But I, I don't know, like, what else is out there. You could uh, log into your Facebook post and look at, like, the no, people so who I took, on your I took, um, I took my birthday off Facebook because I didn't want it anymore. I didn't want the, uh, I didn't want the fake friends to... To keep wishing me happy birthday. All right. I feel like, again, like of all the days that you want to get people, like, I don't know. Uh, I just don't really care about my birthday all that much. That's fair. But you said something that I thought, you, you came to the studio today said you were raw dogging reality. <laughs> That's- yeah. So I haven't had a phone since like Saturday at 11 a.m. And so like I went out to the bar and like, you know, some of those downtimes, you just take out your phone and scroll. Totally. I haven't had that. Feel feel like. Do you feel yeah. good? No, I feel like I kind of like I'm in like withdrawal, but like maybe on Friday, maybe by Friday, I'll feel pretty good. He's 27. He can't handle the life without a phone. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying. Like when I don't have a phone, I'm a freaking out. But also like I do think I would be happier potentially. It it does actually feel pretty good if if I'm like not. I feel like I don't have I feel like there's some like weightless property or something like I don't know. There's not that brick in my pocket. And you have more excuses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I love a good excuse. Yeah. So uh, you may hear his voice already, but our guest today is a Chinese-born designer, art director, illustrator, animator from uh, just down the street who came today to see us in the flesh. In person. In person. He operates the design studio Dazzle Studio and has a second business, I guess, is a, a store called Dazzle Supply. You probably are familiar with his work. It's colorful. It's iPad popping. It is animated. It is frenetic. It is attention demanding. It is kinetic. It is animated. It is bold. And it is simply his own. Uh, He's one of Art Directors Club's Young Guns 13 winners, as well as one of Print Magazine's new visual artists, and is on a mission to make every single day razzle-dazzle musical. Welcome to the show, the one and only Zipong Zhu Zizi. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. What an intro. Wow. Zizi, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You look great, as always. Um, we're gonna we're gonna kinda we have we have questions for you. Please. Oh, you, ask first, away. I wanna I wanna pay my respects real quick. Okay. You might oh. be one of the most um iconic people Whoa. in the whole city. Um, Whoa. I've seen you like walking around maybe two or three times and then like just it's like automatically it's like I know that is like wow it's like not that it's just like it's like that just like a very iconic style lots of color the glasses like wow thank you wow that's I'm not ready for this very kindness in person (laughs) thank you I will say Kevin he is not a bullshitter 
and he absolutely means those words. He does not tell, he does not give compliments to any of our guests, to be honest. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? I, I do. No, but you'll be like, oh, I really like your work or I really think like your stuff. Like ZZ, I will say when I said like on the list of people, I was like, oh, we should get ZZ on the show because he'd be great. He'd be funny. And like, he's down to clown. He's like, oh yeah, I see ZZ like once or twice a year in the city. And like, I, I, I instantly recognize him. Like that guy, his, his, his brand and his style. Where have you spotted me? Just around Brooklyn, like around Williamsburg. Yeah, I'm, I'm usually I'm usually riding my bike, so I'm going fast. So. Okay. Yes. Next time, holla. I holla. Oh, back. I will. I'm a holla yeah. back girl. Ke- Kevin is he's out in the streets, like he's out there. I feel like ZZ is too. Like I feel like you're. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And I will say, I go to events from time to time. I'm I'm a little bit of a, a house body type person. I always I always see ZZ out. I'm always happy to see him, and I can always spot him right away. I'm like ZZ. There he is. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure that my poor mother in China never worry about me going missing. <laughs> so I just make sure that I'm very spotable. Therefore, if you know I don't go disappear, people can know where I am. I have a question. When did you first develop the signature ZZ style? Is that like something that like happened over time? Is that like um yes and no? So I had a um so I went to school at School of Visual Arts in New York City and then I started in uh, 2009 when the time was a little grim, you know, and when I first moved here, which I did not know, it's like the winter here is absolutely brutal. And then, you know, I came from a sunny island, the south of China, sunshine, summer all year long, and then came to this horrible place (laughs) where people (laughs) wears black, gray and navy all winter. And I hate navy so much. It's like one of my least favorite color in the world. And um, I don't really hate color that often. And the navy is just so hideous to me. And no shade for people who loves navy. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> You've uh, got navy in your sweater right now. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. Call him out, Kevin. Technically, it's not a navy. Ooh, I don't know about I that. Won't, I will not argue. I won't, I'm not going to get into color because I just... He's colorblind. No, not really. <laughs> I just like... I think I just don't I, don't... I don't care about the specifications about like a... Yeah. But what, what would you call that? <laughs> I think it's a bluish gray, but um, okay. that's all right. All right. So you moved here to go to SVA to college. And, and but you the, grew up in China. Yeah, I moved here right after I graduated from high school when I was turn when I turned 18. And then I sort of, you know, grew up in this island weather. Color is a big part of my life. And then, you know, my wardrobe is always very colorful. And I had when I first moved here, I feel like I have to hide my identity as a color lover because everybody just wears black and then look very serious and angry all the time and i was like you know what that's okay that's um because i came here for gossip girl you know like i (laughs) grew up watching gossip girl and that's why my uh accent have like a a tone of upper east side bitch you know (laughs) blair waldorf oh blair 100 percent. fuck serena (laughs) fuck that bitch hate her um are you watching the new one i finished i finished like like that it's not good but i've seen every episode I think it's fine. It just, I, I think this is something I'm going to do like a little tangent derail. Yeah. yeah no, I please. think people need to calm the fuck down with all these reboots in the sense like, you know, absolutely. Oh, God, yeah. by the way, Sex and the City changed their name for a reason. You know, it's not like they, they don't want to be the same exact show as before, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why they have a new name. And then it, it's like, yes, of course, it's the same character, but like they've also, it's like, you know, I don't know, 15 years later, like, give them a break. Come on. Like, chill out same with gossip girl it's like you know it's interesting that this existed in the previous universe like there's uh people from 
uh, previous Gossip Girl. Now it's a part of this new universe in uh, their own as their own previous character. Yeah. However, that being said, it's like you know, it's just a bunch of teenagers. I mean, I think it could be spicier, but like besides that, it's fine. So my question uh, is: Did the clothes, like the the bold, colorful style of clothing, come first, and then your design started to like meld with the style, or did this? Did the design style come first and then the clothes start to match the design? Well, so basically what happened was that um, in my junior year, uh, I think because when you don't have your own voice, you mimic, you know, you look at the things that you admire and then you try to copy them, right, to some degree. And I think that's okay when you're a student, when you're trying to learn things. However, I just realized that um, my work looked the same as all my other classmates because we're all here learning. We're all here trying. But then in the back of my mind, it's like, I don't know if that's something I want to do, first of all. And second of all, I felt like, you know, creativity is such a big word and a small word at the same time. You know, sometimes I felt like, yes, we're called the creative industry. However, you know, like the people who came up with the vaccine are creative in their own right. And then for me, if I have this label attached to me i need to do my best to be as creative as possible and i don't want to be like anybody else and then that was the moment i wanted to make more colorful work and i would say um it was hard at first because um i get a lot of pushback because that was not the thing that was popular at the time you know people love black and white and a hint of red you know <laughs> like the iconic michael beirut you know it's like very nice but you know i don't want i don't want to do that did you enter in a pentagram yes i did what was that like um it was, was that during school or after school no i do it before i went into my senior year actually and who who were you working for over there what were you doing the legendary paula Shear. okay i'm wow. paula's boy <clears throat> so i think if you know that i think a lot of my approach makes sense because yes. i'm from the school of paula and yeah. I like crazy typography. I like crazy color. I like disoriented things. And sure. Um, yeah. It's funny because like your styles are, are, I see the influence or I see the like how you come from that like lineage in school. But I think of your style. It's like, again, like I, I can, it, it, it's so distinct that I can pick it out from a lineup. If I'm seeing like, you know, eight designs, I'm like, that one was done by ZZ. And like, I, I think I have that with Paul, but for different reasons. And I think hers is more, Yet it's it's typographic and you know sort of frenetic and yours is typographic and frenetic, but it is just yours is like a I, I don't I don't know how to say it other than it's bolder and it's more oh thanks. I, and maybe it's more contemporary. It's like Paula Cher and ecstasy. That's kind of a good way of describing it. It's yeah, like if Paula Cher went to the club. Oh, I'm I'm at the club. My ass is on the floor. Yeah, and, and you know, music Cardi is loud. B, yeah, Cardi B and like Doja yes. Cat's playing. You know, like that's that's my vibe. You're that's on the floor it. hitting the crybaby. <laughs> oh yeah, um, <laughs> crybaby is not really my move. My move is usually just um, sit on your face. Like that's my move. <laughs> that's it's a good move. That's I invented move. it. So yeah. you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Internet. So pentagram and like I would imagine you're doing stuff there. Like you can't bring the ZZ like style. It's like stuff. That you, like are you getting projects that are or, like. Take, you know doing identity work that's like traditional um, in that sense or it's like it's paula so like everything she's doing has like a, a a feel of energy to it well i was a yes and no i was very lucky that like paula is such a good boss in the sense that like she seeks your strength and then let you to really showcase your strengths to the best of your ability so yeah. when i was there i 
get to work on the Madison Square Park identity, which is like very colorful, very seasonal. So I can do really crazy colors. And then meanwhile, I also get to work on the exact opposite side of it. You know, I worked on a lot of like corporate logos and then make corporate typefaces for them. But like, yeah, it, it's cool as a, you know, a person who's, you know, just finished junior year to step into the real world, see what is happening. Yeah. And then by the by the time that I um and I worked on like public theater and all of this stuff. And by the time that I came back for senior year and she was my professor for college and then that was funny because i worked for her before she was my teacher and then that was just such a interesting arc that sort of really helped me to understand brand um to the best of my ability and design and typography in so many ways yeah and i think that like foundation is also something that comes through in your work it's not just like bold chaotic crazy it's like there's a deep understanding of design underneath it that I think you then break the rules of sometimes, but like I, I do think you're like again I'm 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 saying uh, all the things I love about your work, but I think people probably don't know maybe some of the like the pentagram like side of ZZ's like like that's how you got here. It's like working for Paula and like working with you know uh, Jessica and Stefan Sagmeister. Like those things like build the foundation for you to like have your own style that's incorporates the best parts of those things, but has something that's different. Yeah, 100%. And I would add to this one thing that people don't know. Like, I think, you know, when you look at my work or even like what I wear or whatever, um, it's crazy. But I am probably one of the most control freak that's out there. Like, everything that you see, it's on a tight grid. Everything's measured perfectly. It's calculated. And everything is within my own sense of uh, logic that works. And then, but from the outside, it's chaotic. But it, it makes perfect sense for me. And I can see that in the work. And I think there's people that would probably try to do what you do and they couldn't do it as well, I think, because of that part of it, which is like the... The, the, the insane part, the, you mean? Well, the insane part is like, but it's like chaos, but it's like chaos in a very controlled manner that is clearly done with like very good design instincts and knowledge at the core of it, I guess. Is yeah. It, you know, like, um, I don't know if you do this, like when I walk on the sidewalk... I have a problem stepping on the uh, the line between the pavements. Yeah. And then that's how I design, basically. I, I <laughs> would jump a step or whatever just so I can avoid stepping on that line. And then this is how I work. Also, at the end of the day, branding is just about differentiation at, at its core. Yes. And you are different than those, like, t- to Kevin's point about seeing you on the street, it's like, that's easy in a sea of New York where everyone's wearing black, like you're wearing neon on yellow on crazy multicolor sweater on orange pants. Yeah. I and try. that's, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Do you ever get clients who like try to kind of like rein you in a little bit or are they pretty much, do they know the assignment of like, they know what, you know, they, they kind of know what they're going to, you know, they're going to let you go wild. And So, um, Loaded question. Uh, I would say um, most of the client who came to me on their own, Mm -hmm. they know what they're getting. And then usually they just let me be you and then to the best of my ability. Mm. I would say um, sometimes if the client were recommended by somebody else or they found me uh, somewhere else online that without Mm -hmm. really knowing the work that me and my studio do um there is some learning curve but however like you know like i said earlier nothing i make 
just arbitrary. Like everything has a concept, everything has、mm. a reason. There is a decision making before I create the visuals and their strategy goes behind it. So it's not like I'm just like, hey, I made something for you. <laughs>、yes. You know, like I have stories behind it and I have、yeah. reasoning. So it's not just me doing cool work、um, to sell it, but I'm just I have logistic reasons behind all the decisions that I make. Do you have any projects where you're like, it's not ZZ's wild world of color? Is there like, do you do Verizon work ever, and you're just like, it's just like clean, gridded, good type, and like two colors?、Um, Funny enough, they hired me and then fired me. So, <laughs> so yeah, so so it didn't go well. But I would imagine at this point, people know your style. They they're coming to you because they want. That to a certain extent, yeah, and also, I mean, I think one of the good thing、um, for me now, it's like my Instagram and our website became our own mood board for the clients. Like usually, client came to us with a mood board of our previous work already, and then they're like, "Oh, we like this, we like that, we like this." I mean. Uh, it comes with its own challenges, but at least I'm not like ripping off other people in any way. And then, but, but meanwhile, it's like okay, I know how to make all of these things already, and I can put them together in the way that I think is creative and original and fun for us, and it's new for the client, so we can、um, uh, finish the assignment. But then, meanwhile, the difficulty is to try to push them on new new things, and that's when it gets hard. And so they come to you, and they're like. We saw this thing that you did on Instagram. We really like it. We think that could be sort of the starting place from a design perspective. And then sometimes you're like, "Cool, this is great," and then you expand it or you take it to a different place. And then sometimes I'm sure they're just like, "Give me that exact thing." Yeah, I mean, I have I don't know I don't know how many dynamic patterns I've made at this point. Probably like two hundred of them. And then and then to convince somebody else to go into a direction that they weren't originally. Uh, intended is、uh, a lot of work, and then sometimes fails. But what's important is that you kind of have to do it for your own sanity and then for your own creativity. Because you know, right now I can close my eyes and then make a dozen of those dynamic patterns that you see that I do all all the time, and then they animate, they're fun, they're yeah, very yeah. playful, they loops perfectly. However, um. I've been doing this for five years, you know, and I could do other things, and I have other things. And you want to push other people? You want to push people to do other things that are not just the things you did?、Before. Yeah, and also I think, you know, to be fair to them, it's like you know, hey, I think this thing was very great and fun and hot for you know a few <laughs> years, but now I feel like the rest of the world has caught up with this, and then I don't want to repeat myself to the level that I just,、um, you know. Chewing the same material for thirty years, and I don't want to be like that. And I want to keep reinventing the work that I do to keep it fresh, but also keep myself interested. You don't want to be David Carson. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We were talking about David Carson before the show. I think he has done a、um, variety of very monumental work for the time. And you know, as as you said earlier, and that moment is coming back a little bit. You yeah. Know? But yeah. you know. During that period, it's yeah. Like, all right, you know. Yeah, and it, it's like you're known for a thing. People come to you for that thing. That thing is becomes very popular. That thing is yours, and then it's like you then can get stuck in it because you're like, oh, I have to make this exact visual identity world that I'm constantly doing every for every client. And you're like, well, I'm, you know, again, you went to SVA, you studied under great people, you are obviously a very talented designer. You could do、Thank、more、you. than 
just one style. And I'm sure even within your style, like there's different types of things that happen. Right. And that's one of the reasons that like I named the studio Dazzle is that we want to make dazzling work. But the definition of the word dazzle, it's very open. Like We actually gave ourselves the uh, assignment before we start actually launch the studio. It's like we made 60 image using our logo but I remember that it uh but to express the word dazzle in completely different way uh every single day and then that was a very fun ex- uh, exercise for us because then now it's limitless like i know that i can do all of these things under the same umbrella still feels uh authentic and then real not making compromises so yeah it's a great word dazzle thank you it is it's one of those words that just like <clears throat> like uh, Walt Clyde Frazier, he's a, a, a sort of sportscaster for basketball, and he would say he's like he'd be like styling and profile, and like he would say that about like you know that he'd be like uh, bounding and rebounding, and he would say razzle and dazzle up the court, you know, and that's just like show like it's that like sort of it's 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 a bit of a like an I don't say old timey word, but it has like sort of its its origins feel like from a different time. It's not a word you hear a lot, right? Well, I mean, I discovered that word by watching the music. A musical uh, Chicago in, inside Richard Gere had a song called Razzle Dazzle Them. So yeah, it definitely had its time and it's also in some way coming back a little bit now. Um, but what I like about that word is first of all, my initial is in the middle of the word. You know, it's a six letter word. ZZ is right in the middle, but it's not the first. Mm-hmm. The first is a capital D and then um, <laughs> you know. It's perfect. D means a lot to me. Yeah, and, no, it's perfect. And Razzle Dazzle musical, that's the that's the ZZ catchphrase. Yes, and I have to uh, shout out to the one and only, the legendary Debbie Millman. I oh. wrote this in her class. Oh, actually. Wow. wow. Yeah. And she was like, that's you. Yes, like I, your- I wrote this and then and I said it in class because I was like, she's not gonna buy this, you know. Like uh-huh. our assignment to write our mission statement, right? And I, and I said this out loud, and she's like, "Oh my god, you're done." done. I'm like, "Huh?" Like, it's <laughs> like funny. it was like third third week into this uh, class, and I'm done. You're like, <laughs> "This like, is your personal brand forever." Yeah. And wow. then thanks to her, that has uh, carried me throughout my whole career, and I have to be so grateful to her helping me just having this sentence itself actually made my life a lot easier that's incredible because i actually think of that sentence a lot when i think of you it's like zz is making every day a razzle dazzle musical and it's like to have a mission statement and shout out to debbie because this is like debbie is the greatest yeah and like the it's, it, it, she's the goat and literally the, the greatest ever do it and it's like she's helped so many people in so many ways but even just giving you that sentence like or like you know sort of getting that sentence and or like working with her to kind of pinpoint that's like this is my life's work to do this it's such a brilliant thing like i wish i had one i wish every designer in the world had one as like you have a sentence that describes what your 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 life's mission your and your brand yeah i mean also like another thing a second part of the class is to come up with uh attributes for for yourself so it's like three adjectives describes you and only you and no one else and mine is um colorful relentless and exuberant and um the reason the word exuberant is um, in there, it's because my name is Peng. The word Peng means lively and exuberant. And I just feel like I need to somewhat celebrate the name that my parents gave me and have it a part of not only my attribute, also the work that I do, you know? Yeah, yeah I feel like you're doing exactly that. I'm trying. When did you start Dazzle? Yeah, we started in the fall of... 
2016 um i think september 14th to be exact and then because it's two weeks before my birthday and then like everything important happens in september for me so i scheduled the studio the birth of the studio my birthday and everything else um in september and yeah and now it's almost six years Incredible. And some of the clients that like uh, I didn't read before, but Apple, Adidas, Adobe, Coke, Twitter, Netflix, New York Times, New Yorker, Refinery29, MTV, Chobani, Samsung. Crazy. Yeah. It's everyone. Is there anyone that you like are dying to work with? Like who's your like white whale of like? Well, we haven't worked with Nike yet. Um because we did a big chunk of work for Adidas probably previously, okay. but now I think I have passed that time period. So, you know, Nike, if you're here, holla. <laughs> and that's the one that's like, once you get that, you just, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you did it all. I really can't think of another place we haven't worked for. That's yet. incredible. Um, I loved what you did with the New Yorker that like, uh, or it was, sorry, New York mag. It was like the, it was like a cover thing that you were a part of. Oh, for the election? Yeah. Yeah. That was, was such an honor. I got a email from the creative director and um he was like, Hey, we have this thing and then you'll be alongside with Barbara Kruger and Cause and you know and <laughs> some of my friends like Adam JK, it's in there too. So it was just I mean First of all, such an honor to feel seen and to be recognized, but also to be, you know, in the lineup with 47 other absolute incredible creators. It's just such an honor. And like New York, you know, that's like our, you know, I know that's the, that's the New York mag, like to be on the cover. That's a, that's a, that's a, you know, frame it, put it up on the wall moment, I think. Oh, I have a frame. You should. I, I mean, I, it's incredible. And, and 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 here's the thing. Like, I I think um, this is a weird thing to uh, feel. Like, my life was very horrible in the beginning of the pandemic. Not like everybody else, of course. But I was going through a very very ho- horrendous breakup in a way that's like really not good for my health. And that really, um, like, I have to say, like, I'm so grateful that I have work alongside my life in a sense that it sort of give me an anchor and also a guiding light sometimes when my personal life is a huge hot mess but uh, what is absolutely incredible that year the city really gave back you know like I was there uh, for um, 11 years at a time and then I had posters all over Times Square I had um poster all over the subway station i did stuff for vma uh for mtv that year and alongside with that election cover on on top of the new york magazine it's just like oh my god the city actually knows who i am now which is really fucking crazy but also fucking awesome yeah i was looking through your instagram as i was telling you before like kind of going back 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 and like i've known you for probably five ten years probably now maybe ten years um i I can't remember where we met or anything like that because i have no memory but (laughs) I think in the last like three years, really, and it's funny because like it is a little bit in front, you know, your work has always been great, but like I feel like the work has just gone to like this wild place where you're in Times Square, you're on the cover of New York Mag and like you're, 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 you're sort of, you know, everywhere in a great way. Thank you. <laughs> um, I have to knock on wood um, on this. Sorry. Once again, I have to knock on wood. I have a question. Yeah. Do you think that is a direct 
connection to some of the work that you were putting out on Instagram? Because I, I think, again, I think all of it plays into a place, uh, has a part in it to, from my outside perspective. But right. it is especially cool. Like, I don't know, you put out so much great, like smart, interesting design for free. Just, you know, just right. it seems so easy for you to do that. Um, y- Yes and no. I mean, first of all, I definitely feel like... um the past three years especially since the pandemic um how i work and my work itself has changed drastically because of um how everybody's consuming um information and content i think and i and i genuinely felt like when the time is rough i think people needs a little place to feel good and you know in my little uh, content are sometimes silly and then there's some dick jokes here and there yeah. but like i sort of see myself sort of in like um like a visual one-liner comedian sometimes you know like Super interesting. i can't build a character i can't tell a long story i just have this one little thing that i find it funny and then i will make it beautiful and i put it out there and that's kind of my approach to most of the things that i make on on the internet yeah, yeah no there's definitely some humor like uh, a healthy dose of humor right that's you know that it goes it's not just dynamic bold color right. visuals it, there's clearly a sort of like tongue-in-cheek humor sensibility i think and it's very clear that you're like having a good time doing it like yeah, yeah. I, I can i'm i can sense the or fun at least it feels that, that you're having oh i mean so okay it um, feels like you came up with an idea and you're like oh i'm excited i can't wait to show the world this so basically um how i work like i'm not a sketcher like i don't Mm -hmm. have pen and paper in in my life i never sketch it just if i have an idea i'll make it and then that's it and it sounds probably crazy to many people but like i just it's not my thing Mm -hmm. however when i have an idea i usually have to either make it as soon as possible or at least i can make a note about it so it's either my note or i have this um habit of just creating new folders for new projects um uh, <laughs> so my project folder have a gazillion <laughs> random idea just as a folder name and then i'll get back to it when i um like when, when it come back to me but for a post usually i would in some way kind of like a comedian in the sense that you know i have a line in me mm-hmm. like you know for example, the 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 most recent thing I just put out, right? The um, say gay all day. Yeah. Um, I I saw the news that they said uh, Florida passed this bill of don't say gay, right? In mm-hmm. in in schools and whatever. And and when I saw that, I was like, okay. First of all, I have to respond to this because you know it's attacking my people and attacking the youth and the freedom of speech right and yeah. it, it, on, on every single front mm-hmm. and second i was like okay i need to do that in a way because i think when you just fight aggression with uh anger that's not really particularly helpful so i need to come up with something that i can go to bed with you know like i can't just like fuck your bill you know like then mm-hmm. to me it's yeah. like then anybody can do that but meanwhile it's like i don't know that's particularly helpful so what can I do to create something that's visually interesting and also hopefully can raise some awareness to the subject is important to me. And that's where I landed the solution. That's so interesting. It's like your it's like your own version of rebellion. It's like razzle dazzle rebellion, you know, because you're like and you you you're reacting and you like you have something to say. And it's like it's in a way, it's like your own 
art, right? It's, it's your art, right? And so it's your voice and it's, and you're reacting to things in real time as well. Right. First of all, that's very kind of you. Thank you. Um, I also think that one of the main reasons is because I'm an immigrant. You know, I don't have a citizenship. Yeah. I don't have a green card. I'm here on the visa and I can't exercise almost most of the rights I feel like a citizen has. I can't sure. vote. I can't do a lot of things. But I have my first amend- amendment. You know, like mm-hmm. I can say whatever I want and I want to use that and um, my mm-hmm. platform to the best of my ability to spread the things I believe or the, the people I want to champion and the, the issue that I want to focus on, you know? So as of today, like how much of your work is in sort of like that side of like, and not to get into like your business, but like how much of your work is like dedicated to sort of like your point of view on the world and sort of like your cause, causes and things that you want to sort of, uh, you know, champion and, 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 and work in that space. And how much of it is like designed for corporate branding, sort of you know, capitalism. Right. Oh, well, I'm, I mean, I think that's why I have my own page and a page for the studio. Right. Like okay. I think it's splitting very much in, um, actually I would say splitting in three different parts. Um, the first part is, what you just mentioned is like the studio commercial work that that we do to help other clients to facilitate what their needs are and the second part is actually me as a creator who does collaborations with different uh, brands and then different organizations and then whether that's for uh, stop asian hate or whether that's for the pride campaign or whether that's for chinese new year all of those things are actually a big part of my identity a big part of my heritage and big part of who I am as a person, I would say that's a one thing. And then the third part is when uh, I make work just for the internet, for um, you know the things I put out there um, on social. And then that's the time that it's usually it's like if I have something I want to say, or if there's something I want people to uh, one know how I feel, and the second what I think of it, and the third to just raise issue and then uh, grab more eyeballs to the attention to this particular topic, then I'll do that. And I would say that's probably f- split in all three aspects. It's it's pretty incredible. Uh, and I, I will continue to shower you with compliments, just <laughs> how much work you put out into the world. Because uh, as someone who does a ton of design work and a studio now that does a lot of work, like we put out literally one to 5% of the work that we make. And right. um, I'm always jealous of people that just seem so easy. It just seems like they're just constantly making things and they're just casually putting greatness into the world, what seems like effortlessly. But I know there's a lot of work and uh, attention to all the details, but it's just- That's again, how you know it's good. It looks it looks effortless. No, I know, but it just seems like it's there's just the, the body of the quantity of it right i mean i would say though most of the thing that you see on instagram on my page takes me about five minutes to make five to ten minutes which is (laughs) i'm sorry is gonna make (laughs) it's just not just me but everyone listening want to just jump off the nearest no but because it's like that work that you do is so good the fact that it takes you five to ten minutes is. i mean i've been doing this for 12 years you know like yeah you're you're really uh you know insert paula share quote about the it took you napkin yeah napkin sketch yeah yeah, exactly. I mean, for for me, like when I first started to make stuff for the internet, it took me a while, probably like an hour a day or whatever. Mm, but then yes. now I know how to make things and I know yeah. what works with me. And then, and then yeah. Well, did you faster. start by doing like a one a day project or were you just like, I'm, I'm just going to. 
No, I just, I mean, I don't really, like, I don't really believe in any of those things because okay, I yeah. just feel like setting yourself with, you know, a, like, also, I'm the same, I'm a person that does not believe in resolutions. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, hey, if you want to do something, fucking do it. And yeah. then, but the thing is, like, you know, giving yourself that very rigid um, timeline or limitation is sometimes you just stress yourself up. And if you miss, miss a day, what do you do? Do you hate yourself? <laughs> if I did, I probably would. And yeah. I just don't want to do that. But I think that's it's true. also like if there's anything going on in the news or anything that's going on in the world that you feel like you want to create a response to it. And I think that's that's a beautiful thing to be able to like be able to distill things down to very simple visuals or sometimes just language. Right. And then be like, this is my response to X, Y, Z. Yeah. So here is a very interesting thing that I learned um, from college. It, I have a wonderful professor named Karen Goldberg, which is another legend. You should really look her up. Like she did the OG Madonna uh, album cover. Like she's just amazing. And she talked about that um, photographer's weapon is their camera. Mm -hmm. Illustrator's weapon is their paintbrush. And then our weapon is typography. Oof. And, and, I just, that stuck to me forever because I just feel like, you know, if we're in the Hunger Games, like this is my one <laughs> thing I get to take with me. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. This is my skill. This is what I do. Yeah. LeBron, you know, dunks the basketball. Like some chefs make, uh, you know, sort of incredible meals. ZZ can make a, you know. I can make a type move. A six, a six by six <laughs> image or video with something incredibly smart, incredibly bold, provocative sometimes with a little bit of humor, with you know, uh, what do you call it? Exuberant uh, yes, exactly. uh, energy. Yeah. And it's distinctly yours. Thank you. Um, I, I have, uh, I wanted to, I have two things I want to do. First one, I want to quickly go back for a second and talk about going to work for Sagmeister and Walsh. Okay. Because um, I just, I, I've never been in a position to be able to ask this question. And I think this is the first time I actually am able to do it. Okay. I, the first is the setup. What was it like working there? What, uh, what was the, what was the, the vibe and the sort of just like the, the like being in sort of that like orbit. Amazing. And I, I mean, I also have to preface this. I am one of those super lucky human beings that I had this opportunity presented in front of me. Like what before I graduated, I actually got an email from Jessica. Yeah. Asked me to stop by the studio to show her my work. And Crazy. then I did. And then I started working there immediately. And um, I have to say the first week working there was just me losing my mind <laughs> because um, one, I never thought that I would ever work there. Not only just because um, I don't think I was good enough, but also like the type of work that Stefan and Jesse do is yeah. just so iconic, legendary, and unique. And I don't think my work is that special at the time. And I feel like um, being there, I like, I was just like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, this is absolutely crazy. And I have nightmares literally every single day. <laughs> like, it's all very stupid nightmares. Like, you know, one day I was bringing the monitor up the stairs and I fell down the stairs and I broke the monitor and I had to pay for the monitor. Like, <laughs> like dumb stuff like that oh that's your dream your dream is like like you... my nightmares my oh, nightmares yeah, 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 yeah. and and then um so, sorry i was not clear um no, yeah, no, i was no, having no. just like raging nightmares every night uh but then working there it's absolutely amazing because when i started the studio um there were um the two partners and i think three designers and then plus two interns so all together seven of us you know and then at the time um each one of us are 
like I sort of see ourselves as like the Avenger or like the X Men in some ways. Like we all have one special skills. You know, like Santiago is a incredible photographer and filmmaker, and then Wade Jeffrey is such a good uh, designer. And I came from the branding and animation side, and then we also have Pedro as a developer. Like the four of us, in so many ways, can tackle whatever stuff came our way. And then Jesse is this legendary art director. Like she has this, you know. Beautiful mind of seeing things, um, you know, as an image, and then Stefan is just being the genius of Stefan Sackmeister yeah. that come in every day spreading wisdom, and then it's like us working together. Like Stefan is kind of like the Professor X in this scenario. She, like she just, uh, he just is so brilliant, and being there every day, not only to learn how to make work that is. Good and how to sell that work, but also learn how to collaborate as a team because we all have our parts of the projects, right? But then, how do you hand off these things to other people that we can all put together a sick case study? And that, that was a lot of things I learned there. Awesome. How long were you there? Two and a half years. Amazing. And like, how how was Stefan? Like, was he in client meetings? Like, I'm trying to picture him like pitching work or presenting stuff. Like, is that like? Anything that he does, like I just can't get a visual. I can't picture it in my head, like him presenting branding concepts. Um, well, first of all, the studio don't pitch ever. I didn't mean pitch like pitching for a job. I mean, oh, like, like the presenting. Presenting. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, he does. And and um, and what was cool about um, my time in the studio is like you know I work so close to the uh, with two of them that usually I'm the last person who finished the deck before I hand off to the partners. And then it it's very important. Um, and also here's another thing that I learned there. It's like, you know, the image speaks a thousand words. So like there's very minimal amount of explanation for anything that's in the deck. It's just a deck with a lot of very, very beautifully crafted images. And um, Got it. But what's cool about that is that so the two of them can really use that um, as the base and then to uh, present the idea on top of that. And then I think this is something that I learned. And that's, you know, the one direction uh, approach yeah. is something that I learned when I was at the studio. It's I just, I was trained and I was also enlightened in so many ways of why this is a, a good approach. And then I am very, very... um um grateful for that experience what about their approach to um team photography like a uh, a portrait of the whole studio together how did that what did you learn anything well kevin's um, trying to ask it. so you want to ask the naked photo <laughs> that's that <laughs> that's was, exactly what we want i've ask. never had anyone to <laughs> ask that question uh, to and like talk about it because i'm just like my i'm so curious how that happens like the behind the scenes of it like and again i know it's like very like immature potentially childish to say talk to us about the photography where everyone is naked in the studio but like like can you give us any like background any sure. like like how does that meeting come up like or like what is it was the planning like for that is there conversations like hey who's comfortable being nude all of that right um so we were moving studio at the time and then if you know the studio's work it's legacy it's like every time there's a big announcement there is a photo shoot involved nudity to some degrees <laughs> and um 
this time, because we're moving the studio, it's like, you know, the first time Stefan did it, it's yes. when he launched his studio, Correct. right? Yes. And then the second time we did it is when Jesse became a partner. Correct. And then the third time uh, we did it, it's because we're moving studio, the studio who has been there since basically almost day one. Got it. And, um, and that's very uh, monumental for us. You yeah. know? And then we had a new website at the time also. Yeah. So all of these things are connected. And we knew that this is going to be a important moment for us to capture. And then we want to announce it in a way that is not only fun, but also um, means a lot to us. So that's one of the reasons we did that. Um, one thing, though, is that we actually asked every single person at the studio one would you want to be a part of this? Sure. And second, are you comfortable? And then third is like, you can 100% drop out if you don't want to. So there's a lot of people who are not in the first Yeah, no, I think that's why I was interested to ask about it because it's like, there are people that are naked in it. There are people that are not naked in it. And it's still something that's like a, um, it sounds like it came from sort of more of an internal like team wanting to do it versus like, here's what we're doing guys like to the team. Well, oh, for okay. sure. To add a little bit more ba background story on that, um, First of all, I have to say, I was really ready to show the world how big my dick is, <laughs> truly. Um, but at that day, um, actually, one of the person who was supposed to sit in the front didn't show up. Like, ah. That person was not comfortable with the shoot after all. I wish they'd tell us beforehand. Got it. But because of that, and then we have a very tight schedule. We have three, mm -hmm. uh, three very complicated shots we have to get. Therefore, you know, it's a full day shoot and ours is at the last. It, we're already running late. So instead of us to reschedule the lineup and the composition, I just moved down in, uh, like that person's seat and into, you know, um, replace that and however you know the the decision actually all right this is funny for you probably <laughs> funny for you so we tried everything so we tried everybody full nude mm -hmm. everybody half nude everybody wow. topless everybody wow. bottomless and everybody uh 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 boys are um bottomless and the girls are topless so we tried many options wow and this was the most beautiful version that we landed on interesting so there are outtakes of studio where everyone is fully nude and comfortable together. it's on a hard drive somewhere <laughs> wow. wow i have no wow. idea what that is <laughs> breaking news um well if you break into the studio uh you can probably yeah. snap that hard drive somehow but you know good luck i just think it's such again it's 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 such a Sagmeister like history thing right and i think to a certain extent like you're working for a studio that has that heritage you have that like you know what it means to work there and you know that that's the 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 origin of of the brand yeah you know what it means to hang dong in a photo for them it's uh <laughs> the highest honor sure <laughs> i mean i mean i have to say like um the the funny part is that my mother who lives in china uh, yeah. who doesn't speak a word of english are once of all fully aware of the photo shoot yes and also in full support but what was funny is that um once the photo went out right like you know a lot of design press talked about this sure and then um one of my cousin actually saw this and then was very disturbed by it Horrified. and then they screenshot it and sent it to my mom's like oh, do you know this is what your son doing in america <laughs> and then my mom's like yeah. yes yeah. So what? 
And which is such a wonderful moment that, uh, like, my own mother are so cool with me doing this. Uh, <laughs> and it's just awesome. Wow. That's great. Shout my out to mom. Your mom. Would be, Shout out to my, my mom. mom would be fucking horrified if uh, my penis ended up on the internet. Oh, but my I guess, mom. I guess you weren't, yours didn't really end up on the internet. Were you disappointed by that? Were you like, what the fuck? I was supposed mm. to be, this is supposed to be my glorious moment? Mm. Well, I'm disappointed just so I can prove the Asian stereotype wrong. <laughs> Because I just find that truly is offensive and racist. But that being said, I will do whatever for a good photo. That, I mean... And it is certainly a good photo. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's, it's iconic. Beautiful. It's an amazing photo. And again, like you said, the people that are in it have gone on to do amazing things. Like, yeah. it's... it's it's, And it's funny because I always thought of it in my head. And again, this is like the... Like, I think of it as a boss, right? Now, as like a studio owner being like, all right everyone this is what this is what we're doing like and like everyone you know again like people being you know it, it, it's also a slightly different time too that's right i would i think it'd be maybe harder to do in today's world but it, it again it, it's less i guess i wasn't seeing it from the pride angle of like being a part of history uh-huh and that's where probably the team was excited to do this because they knew they were going to be in you know again it's part of the studio's lore forever to a certain extent, i right? i guess but i mean again like at that time we are set to make a really memorable image for the studio relaunch and then that was the number one priority for us and whatever it is it is our goal to achieve that and then yeah. this is just one of one part of the puzzle to really launch the studio in an exciting way. What was the origin of that concept? Like, I know, like, 94 when he, um, like, I did some research today. So uh-huh. it was like 94 when he launched the studio. Yeah. He uh, did like the the torso and then, like, you know, he had like some pubes in there, um, <laughs> some writing on his body. Um, and what, do you, I don't know, do you have any insight on like, uh, I well, guess I the, think the origin and why they continued? Well, I mean, first of all, I think. Stefan being the genius that he is um and and this is one thing that really makes the studio special is like we are not only good at promoting our clients we're very good at promoting our own studio and yeah. then, mm-hmm. and then that's i think people overlooked like you know like the naked photo is not just because oh we, it's a naked, it's a great mm-hmm. tool strategy it's an yeah. effective marketing tool and it's truly um you know it's disruptive art. it's know, art. In so yeah, many it's, ways. and i think that's what you're saying like it's it's a pivotal moment for the studio and like we want to make everyone aware of like what's happening, and there's no better way to get everyone in the design community and probably even outside of it to a certain extent to be like, this is this is this is an image to your point that is effective. And also, here's the thing, right? Like, it's not like you know we are just naked at the studio every day. You know, like, yeah. this is something that's really important to us. Mm-hmm. You know, like and and I felt like at that time, me working in the studio. That's what's on my mind. So, okay, what is the most wonderful thing that we can create to celebrate this moment? Because it's really important to us. And then um, that's why everybody who um, felt comfortable decided to be a part of the process. Yeah, no, and thank you for answering the questions. Just because, like, I just have never been able to talk to someone about sort of, like, the behind the scenes of it. I mean, I you can also ask me about my private uh, naked photos on the internet. Well, They're we're going to get there next. Um, in a segment we have created here, Zizi, um, we, this is a first of its kind for, uh, for this program. It's called Behind That Gram. All right. I'm honored. Um, is that what it's called, Kevin? Sure. Explain yeah. that gram. 
Yeah. Explain yeah. that, Graham. We've never, um, we've we, we've never heard of the show Hot Ones. We've made this all up <laughs> completely on our own. And so, what we're going to do today is we're going to show ZZ some of his, uh, his his own work, his own Instagram, sure. and we just want to hear him talk about it. Sixty seconds. All right. Cool. First one. Helvetica is a fuckboy. Um, I have a very toxic relationship between me and Helvetica, and it. I hate it in so many ways, but yet sometimes, you know, when I see people's work, I was like, oh, this lo- looks really nice. So what type is this? And then it turned out to be fucking Helvetica. <laughs> and then I have to hate myself for a second. Yeah. And then to me, I am one of those persons who can never really make it awesome. Yeah. And, but because of the love-hate relationship, I almost felt like um, um, it's my personal relationship with a fuck boy and um that's when i made that association and by the way i think helvetica is probably a lot of design fuck boys favorite font and oh, then for sure be- oh, yeah. and because of that you know like i'm sure they probably jerk off to it you know it's like oh my god that lowercase <laughs> a uh, you know and it's like it's no great thing. it's a great eh? it's great and then you know it's it yeah and then because of that i just felt like oh maybe i can make something to make fun of that, and hopefully people can relate to it, and it keeps you coming back for more. I mean, it's funny because like this is distinctly ZZ, and it's not has no <laughs> color, has no animation, right? And then, but this is a design choice, right? Like I yeah. need to, I'm trying to make a statement because I think this is what a design fuck boy will make a Helvetica all caps centered type tracking, and then just in the middle of the page, nothing else, and then yeah, that's what I think it's appropriate. It's perfect. Moving on. I put the pro, I put the word pro and procrastination. Yeah. One of my favorite things about you is that you are pro procrastination. And I, I enjoy that. Yeah. So I think there's actually a lot in being procrastinated. And like, I think people often look at this as a bad thing, but I actually think when you're procrastinating, it's your brain telling you that, okay, my consciousness cannot take this anymore. And I just need to do something else and then not worry about this and then let the subconscious to, to be the back of your mind to do to handle whatever that you mm-hmm. need to go through and then um it's just like i mentioned like the food the walk and the sex all of those things are me trying to be a productive procrastinator you know that's me procrastinating but th- there are some good results coming out of it and mm-hmm. and that's why i think it's important even though when you're procrastinating you can still do other things that's benefit for you that is instead of you just being doing nothing you know speaking of procrastinating do you write these sentences like in your notes yeah like throughout the day yeah and you're like okay, this is the thought, throw it in a bin. Like, I'll come back to that. Yes, but I would say, um, I actually workshopped this a few uh, versions. It's like, how does that look on the page? Because like, you know, you might write something that sounds perfect to you, but the second it's on the page, mm-hmm. the, the the line reg looks ugly or like, you know, the work does, does not work. And then I just tried a few things and then this is the one that landed. This has um, created a little bit controversial the other day on the internet. Um, really? So I looked at this um i I actually made this a year ago um it's just one day i was actually working on a project that needed times new roman and Mm -hmm. i was like roman yeah i'm wondering what can i do about that because and like my design is usually almost stupid in the sense that it takes no brain and then and i was like oh times new woman i just put it out there and then Mm -hmm. at the time i was like this is such a stupid idea or like not stupid it's very simple and straightforward right mm-hmm. like i'm sure i'm not the first person who has done this and then it turned out yeah there's somebody else who has done this before i'm just not aware of it and then i think 
that person was not particularly pleased to see this. Oh, they thought they owned this idea. I'm like, all right, whatever. Well, well, it was was that the controversy? Yeah, and then and then and somebody else also called it out um, mm-hmm. in the comment. I mean, it's all in the in the thing. I responded to all of them, and then I have said what I said. And here's the thing, right? Like, first of all, I think this idea is. You know, I came up with this on my own. Sure. And I'm aware now there's something came before me. However, yeah. I didn't copy no one. So I yeah. don't really yeah. feel that I owe anybody's apology of stealing their ideas because I did not do that. Like, well, it's I don't funny. copy people's work. Well, also like in, in a similar way, you were comparing this to comedy. It's like you didn't steal this joke, but you had a similar thought. And that happens all the time in comedy where two people have like a similar type idea or, you know, sort of joke about some topic. And it's like not because they're stealing it from each other. It's just like p- smart people using similar, having similar ideas to a certain extent. Right. So it's an observation reaction, right? And this is a solution to something I observed and then I find it interesting, right? And then this person's work actually was uh, like for uh, their merch store. And mm. then so I was like, okay. That's okay. I will never make a merch out of this. I will never make any product. This is only exists on the mm-hmm. internet, but they're still upset about it. So what well, do, they, do they want you to like take it down? Or? No, they just think that me as a man who created something that don't credit the woman is not correct. And however, like that's not my intention, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. I, and I, and I felt very bad about it. Cause like I would never ever want someone to feel that, especially yeah, sure. like this is a post I made to celebrate international women's day. And then, you know, I am a God. queer child raised by my mom and my grandma. And then like, you're just like, I don't even know how I can, um, apologize, to change their mind. And then like, they were, upset and i f- i'm f- i feel really bad that's how they feel but that's not the intention and that's uh, that but meanwhile i don't want to apologize for the things i didn't do which is stealing yeah. people's work oh okay. yeah sorry um <laughs> i just i i thought it was brilliant <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, you know somebody else has done this before me just fyi okay well um do they have a trademark just kidding um no, they don't. okay this is my personal favorite Thank so you. My favorite um, I, i've i've told you this probably every time i've ever seen you i'm like my favorite post that you do is long weekend it's so silly it's so stupid but it's so great and every time this three-day weekend cz posts yeah a this. long stretched out the weekend the singer but uh, <laughs> i mean it is so stupid and i also have to say like this is uh, one of really uh big testimony to my photoshop skills because like the weekend constantly reinvent themselves also <laughs> like you know every time the weekend gets a new haircut oh yeah have a new album drop i always update it to oh. stay current oh, to stay God. relevant to, <laughs> to him but like you know the last album like the the art direction was so hard to photoshop so like, i have to like find other ways to approach that oh my god i was gonna so is, i guess is that his head on someone else's longer body because i it i haven't really broken this down before but it does appear if you had just stretched out his body this this would you know that would be uh i mean it's incredible well <laughs> this really... one i made for labor day so they say you can't wear or white, white. uh-huh oh. and then i actually on find someone who has a white uh jumpsuit and then like uh photoshop his head on yeah it. those yeah. hands those hands are a little tense that's like a like a oh it's like a six foot five person that is now the weekend well actually so i actually <laughs> photoshopped the torso and then i cut the hand uh off so yeah the hand is somewhat normal yeah and the body's extra stretched so <laughs> i just love it every time i didn't realize that you were updating them per year to reflect oh, his that's latest amazing. brand there's a mlk 
uh, version. There's a Fourth of July version. Like they're yeah. all related to something. Like they're every got it. Like they're so now you take <laughs> it's a campaign that you're <laughs> customizing um, and and iterating. Has the weekend ever liked one of these posts? I'm not famous enough. <sighs> not yet. Um, this one I thought was uh, important, and and certainly I remember when you. Um, coronavirus and COVID-19 happens. And I think this was a, again, just kind of going back to that moment, you were sort of making art through it in a very easy way. Right. Um, It's funny enough. So right before the pandemic started, I, what we knew that the virus has already started. Right. And I actually gave a workshop in Micah that my assignments to design a statement mask, like in February. Okay. Of 2020. Wow. LOL, right? Because um, we're at the two-year mark. This is this yeah, week. Yeah, I know. And then, uh, and then at the time, like you know, the student at Mecca has done a lot of wonderful stuff. But that was already starting to. I already can feel that racism was brewing. Like at the time um, when there were an Asian person walking to the subway, like people walk out, you know. And then, and then to me, I think you know one thing that we have learned in the past two years is like you know fear and paranoia is much more toxic than the virus itself in so many ways mm-hmm. and um and for me as a Asian immigrant, very often I think my community are not the first out vocal community to stand up and then uh, to defend themselves and then you know what if that's okay. I can do this, you know, if I can use my own little power to do whatever and say the things, hopefully for the people who wish they could have, then I'll do that. It's incredible. I mean, I guess, you know, that's what the power of design is. You can take a, take a great message and, and, and bring it and give other people the power to, to, you know, to, to, to make it their own or to just embody it or just spread it or share it. And, And again, it's, 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 I don't know. I just I remember this moment and this statement and feeling like ZZ. Like again, your art is is powerful in a in a in a in a in a writer way. Like I guess in like a you know. Do you consider yourself a writer? Uh, no, but like I I think what I often feel is that I'm a useless graphic designer. All I am doing is like pushing pixels and like bezier curves, and then like what am I really doing for the world? And yeah. then I think. Because of this, I made me me feel a little bit more useful in the community as a citizen of the society that I get to actually do something for the people that I care about. And make work that has influence in a a way that is is helpful. I hope so. And using your voice. Yes. Um, We pulled this one. uh, (laughs) LOL. Hi. Oh, sorry. I should say the last image was... Uh, fear spreads faster than the virus. Uh, I haven't done a good job of describing what people are seeing, but I guess they'll probably. I was thinking this would be video, so people could see the, All right. the, the you and the image. But I also remembered that this is a podcast, so people won't <laughs> see the video. So, um, yeah, moving on. The next is a, a picture of uh, Zizi's uh, ID from SVA Fall two thousand and nine. The deepest dive into the Instagram. Uh, a hell of a shot. Uh, so I will say this is one thing that I do still to this day is I will 
take a photo and I'll Photoshop the shit out of me and then I'll get them printed for either my passport or my ID or whatever. Like ev- almost every single uh, uh, government <laughs> issued document, <laughs> it's a highly production Photoshopped oh, ha- image of me. Really? Oh, yeah. Th- so that's what's happening here? This is. Oh, uh, my God. You have no idea how good I am at Photoshop. Not yeah, particularly this is- at this one, but like, you know, usually my passport photos are hot really you're 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 sending it you're retouching it and you're you're lighting and you're you're oh yeah i mean amazing i mean that is a that is a you know again what's going on uh like in your life you just like you just moved to the states like you're it's 20 or 2009 like Uh you just started school like i think i heard in an interview that you were going by phil yeah my name is phil at the time yes tell us more (laughs) what's that well so I actually went to an international high school and then we are all mandatory to have English names because um, all our teachers are English. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. th- th- we need, it just makes us easier to communicate, you know, instead of all the te- teachers to learn, you know, 50 very complex Chinese names. So we just have something. And then I picked Phil because um, Phil means love. And then my Chinese nickname is Feifei, which is, um, you know, what Phil translated to in Chinese. So that's my name was Phil. It's not Philip. It's just Phil. Just, just Phil. Phil. Nothing else. And just then, Phil. but then I was Phil for about two years in America. I just realized my parents gave me this wonderful name, Zipong. And then if I am uh, Phil Zhu, then my initials are PZ. But like, if I'm Zipong Zhu, then my initials are ZZ. And then I just felt like, you know what? Let me take back my name and then really just be my mama's good boy and then celebrate the name that she gave me. And then that was the end of the story. The rest is history. Yeah. And, and at what point did you realize that ZZ was inside of Dazzle and Razzle and that you could like... When I typed out the word Dazzle. Lo- like lots, I, of other, uh, lots of other words with two Zs in them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, pizza we love <laughs> ah that's, you know yeah jazz we Oof. yeah blizzard coming a hot pizza sizzle woof jizz <laughs> oh a lot i love that uh, wait keep going razzle dazzle jizz pizza blizzard, jazz blizzard blizzard sizzle sizzle um there's more yeah those are great those are all words though that like are yeah, now there's a new word called Zazzle that we're Zazzle, working on. You're nice. working on. Yeah. Um I was I was looking through your Adobe uh Adobe Max presentation and I was like Which one? Um the one I think you did, it was about color. Okay. Yeah. And uh I was going frame by frame. I was I was trying to see if you, you had jizz in there. No, oh, it's in yeah, there. Yeah, you did. It's you in did. there. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a screenshot. Yeah. <laughs> but like I make it really fast. Like you yeah. really have to like yeah. you know, it's Don't a, worry. you gotta work for it. Yeah. Can't get anything past this guy. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. I love it. Um and this is just to set up the uh the next slide and kind, oh. of, kind of how far you've come. This so <laughs> Kevin wanted to bring is, this is up. this true? He wanted to ask about so the the post is what a year two thousand nineteen has been um it talks about uh 10 years of growth and on the left is a uh you know i'd say a, a average very beautiful nice looking uh penis on the right significantly larger right and um well so i felt like because at that time everybody was posting the 10 year photo comparison okay mm-hmm. and then i just find it so absolutely boring yeah and i'm okay. saying yes. who gives a fuck what you look like 10 years ago like Got i genuinely it. don't cannot give give a shit okay but then i was like you know what this is clearly something that people are doing yes what can i do to make fun of that (laughs) and and that's why i decided to draw a average penis Mm -hmm. and then a one that had just 
grew a little longer, <laughs> and then to symbolize <laughs> the self growth that I've、uh, possessed for the past ten years. Every year you're growing. That's it. Oh, but it's it got to be one of the best data visualizations. Yeah, this in is, all the history of graphic design. Yeah, I hope so. Information graphics <laughs> here.、So. Um, no, it makes sense though. You're responding to something that people are doing. It's a sort of your own little mini rebellion in a way of like all these people are doing this stupid fucking. You know, this is me. This is me then. You know, sort of, and this is the ZZ version. Yeah, the ten year challenge.、Um, <laughs> I haven't seen this one. So this is a、uh, New York City subway、uh-huh. uh, sort of a, a graphic. The B train, the D train, the F train, the M train, and it says "big dicks" for me. Right. So I have to say this one. I have to shout out to my dear, dear friend Lauren Holm, a、okay. wonderful lettering artist, collaborator.、Um, so we were roommates at the time, and then,、um, and then she was like, "Oh, have you thought about what the BDFM、uh, stands for?" And I was like, "What?" She's like. For me, I'm like, can I steal this from you? She's like, yeah, it's all yours. She's never gonna post this anyway, so like, I'm like, all right, that's fine. It's, it's, it's yeah,、and、yeah. We, we made this. <laughs> Every time I'm in the subway station, I see、uh, it's inevitable B- now, right? BDFM. I'm just always like, I'm my minds are going crazy on、uh, what those letters mean. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> There it is. Um, thank you, ZZ. Thank you. Um, thank you, everyone. See you、all、next、right. week. Bye.